Hi, I'm Alan Watt, and today it is the 29th of March, 2007. Tonight, or today, whatever, you can see I've had a really busy time of it. I was thinking about profit and this crazy treadmill of investment and investors and all their meetings where they're promised by these guys who've all had their training in motivational courses where they jump around with waving their arms and appear manic and very excited and happy and optimistic that everyone's going to be a millionaire if you just invest with with them, you see. Yet, this is to be expected in a money system where everyone's terrified of being poor. You get an exaggerated, unhealthy, morbid-type need to be very wealthy, and that's supposed to be the antidote. We see the fallout of the system all around us. As I've said last night in the, the talk about the psychopaths running the show, that's inevitable in this kind of system. And that's why fear is fostered throughout society. Fear does tremendous wonders for those who control because they always come out with the supposed solutions and answers. Whether it's left, right, up or down, they give us leaders to speak for us and try different systems. It's always... Uh, the ultra-right, which really, if you followed the ultra-right, there'd be no laws at all. And if you followed the ultra-left, you'd be run under nothing but laws. So they've had this compromise where the fascists run the show at the top, the psychopathic fascists, using the, the psychopathic communists to run the bureaucracies uh, and keep all the, the masses working away and slaving away and paying them big bucks because... Anyone with a government salary, right down to the bottom, gets much more than they'd get in the private sector. We have thousands and thousands of families to keep at the top. In the old days, you just had a king and a few relatives. So naturally, they need an awful lot more money. And we're all just wage slaves, really, to this system. Self-maintaining, because we have to go out and buy our own clothes and make sure we get some kind of jalopy to get to work and pay all the extra fees etc to make sure that it it doesn't pollute regardless of how old it is it's amazing how when you pay money for fees and licensing you can now do something which otherwise would be illegal you just pay the money now it's legal it's a wonderful system very logical but profit a prophet is killing the people. Everything now is hyper profit and maximize the profit. And every year the investors expect more and more profit in a in, in saturated markets where everyone else is competing with the same idea, often with the same materials from the same sources. They expect to become uh, multi-millionaires by throwing in their, their, their few notes, their bank notes, and it just multiplies like bunnies at springtime. And they go to no ends 
to get extra back all this profit when I was in the little post office I noticed in the, the great big newspaper called the Sudbury Star you always have a star and a mercury and a, and a sun all, all the, the Masonic organizations but there's a, an article there in the front page on Monday the March 26th issue to do with poisoned pet food in the north now I'm sure this is across the whole continent and probably across Europe too because the, all these companies get their stuff from the same sources it's by Harold Carmichael it says wet and wet dog and cat food contaminated by rat poison has turned up in greater Sudbury says a lively veterinarian Rod Jupy, who works at the Walden Animal Hospital, said he had treated four animals that showed signs of kidney failure and that kidney trouble was confirmed by blood tests. It's interesting to note that product has been sold in northern Ontario, said Jupy on Sunday, and there's the fact that we have seen four animals that have eaten the food. It seems to be some people feel that northern Ontario is out of the loop. That is not the case. Mississauga-based Menu Foods has recalled all of the brands of food that could be making animals sick. Sick could. You see the way they word things to, to cover their own little, you know, rear, rear ends? So far, the contaminated food has been blamed for the death of at least 16 cats and dogs across North America. Now, that's a, a minuscule. It'll be vastly bigger than that. And a lot of them will simply die, and, and the owners won't know what's wrong with them. And the vets won't even see them. The culprit is aminopterin, a toxic chemical used to kill rats. Listen to this. <laughs> uh, I love the way it's put across. Aminopterin, a toxic chemical used to kill rats and treat cancer. Uh, I don't know if people realize that the, uh, the cytotoxic drugs they give people who are dying of cancer... Uh, will kill them anyway because uh, that's what they do they kill off cells in the body same as the very expensive anti-AIDS drugs were all the anti-cancer drugs that were banned because they were killing the cancer patients faster than the cancer now they're used for AIDS it's a great racket this, this uh, medical system the brands affected by the massive recall can be found at www.menufoods.com recall a total of 42 brands of cat food and 53 brands of dog food produced between December the 3rd 2006 and March 6, 2007 are involved you can imagine how many animals were fed this between December and March the food type is cuts and gravy styles product in foil pouches or cans. Some of the more well-known brands include Eams, President's Choice and Ikanuba. Menu Foods is advising pet owners to bring recalled food back to the stores to get a refund. The company has also said it will take care of veterinarian bills if a pet gets sick or dies and listen to the legality of the word here tainted food was the cause in other words if they pay your bills what will happen is you'll have to sign 
a wafer uh, that it was tainted, not poisoned. It was poisoned, you see, you could sue them. Tainted could be a mistake. Oh. Jupy suspects the poison got into the food through his suspects, like they didn't know this for a long time. Uh, everyone covers her behind here. Uh, through wheat gluten, which many foods purchase from Chinese sources. I don't know if we realize it, that even on a CBC documentary not so long ago in China, they showed the condition of the food in China, which is so highly polluted with heavy metals and toxins because the factories pump stuff right into the rivers. Many of the rivers there now are, are just at a standstill. Nothing lives and moves. Even the amoebas have emigrated. And they can't, and the farmers are, are still taking the water from the rivers and, and, and pouring it over their crops. So they were not allowed to sell their foods abroad for human consumption because the toxic levels are so high. Yet here they are for profit, and it's just animals, right? They can sell this stuff, this cheap, cheap, cheap stuff, I'm sure, incredible amounts of it to all these pet food companies. Because after all, it's just the animals, right? Well, when it comes to profit, people and animals are, are pretty well treated the same. Maximize the profit. Well, how far can you maximize the profit? You cut back and cut back with all the stuff that you're supposed to put in it. You get the stuff from the cheapest sources until you get cheaper sources and cheaper sources till you've hit rock bottom and you expect more profit and bigger profit every year. I used to wonder how they could bring about a situation like the movie Soylent Green. Now I don't wonder at all. Uh, Soylent Green was reconstituted body meat, human body meat, in the movie, in the book. The book was called Make Room, Make Room. It initially put out as a propaganda piece of overpopulation, but turned into a, a movie which had a, almost the opposite effect. It showed how an elite in the future would, would have everyone lived, living in crowded cities, overcrowded cities, where food was scarce. The elite lived very well, as they always do, but the, the bulk of the populace were almost starving, and they would get fed by the World Corporation uh, this new product called Silent Green, a reconstituted food, they were told. And they could pull that off. When you look at dog food and the big bags, the dried food, that's what that is. It's reconstituted meats and everything else all combined in there. But they'd say it's scientific. Oh, there's that word. Scientifically created. But by scientists. Just the right protein and all the rest of it. And it must be true, it's scientific. At one time they used to use mystical words and religious words to describe things and we all saw that now it's scientific and as long as it's stuck on a label somewhere people think it must be good, it's the scientists they're the, they're, they're the new gods it doesn't cross their mind about lies and profits and investors and, and none of that and who would want to kill Fluffy anyway eh? 
that's the sad world we live in eh? the symptoms of the aminopterin, aminopterin exposure includes loss of appetite, vomiting and weakness and it goes on and on in another page and lists all the, the other foods which shows you that all the big brands get their, their stuff from the same cheapo source because they've all hit rock bottom in getting cheap supplies of the stuff they throw in there and if you do read these cans of the dog food they even put colouring in and, and sometimes redding agents to make you see it has to appeal to the human people who buy this stuff to make you think my it looks good and it smells good and the animal doesn't care what colour it is you see so they put all this stuff in to fool the customer it's, it's quite, quite something all the tricks that are played on the public by advertising and, and colouring and all that stuff and we think this is a natural world we live in and we take it for granted eh? at least I don't but many people certainly do it's bad enough when you have a governments going into secret alliances with the big genetically modified crop producers the big agribusiness boys as was admitted here in Canada a few years ago when it was declared only because it had broken out in a, a debate in Parliament uh, with certain protesters who happened to be present who declared to the world that Canada had been the guinea pig for all the modified food the genetically modified grains etc and so suddenly it burst forth in Canada and all the papers and damage control went into action right away and even pulled out their big boy David Suzuki who is a geneticist who gets all nice talks about animals and how we've got to all die off to save the animals and who belongs to all the big foundations off the planet they pulled him out the bag to convince us that well you know it looks like meat tastes like meat sort of thing like Orwell you see yeah, it looks like beans tastes like beans well it must be beans eh? that kind of stuff and left you in a never never land with no real yes or no about it so the public thinks well he would warn us if it was really dangerous wouldn't he because he's David Suzuki and he loves animals and things and belongs to all these big wildlife foundations and United Nations organizations the same guy who talked about bringing down the population drastically by about three quarters on national television and it went over people's heads they couldn't quite put two and two together here's a, here's a fluffy animal man talking about the need to kill off lots of humans it just went over their heads they suspended their ability to be incredulous that's how they get away with it so yeah he was pulled out the bag amongst other ones and Canada did come out and the government admitted yes he'd had a secret deal with Monsanto and all the other big boys it was ADM and Conagra and some others and the people of Canada were being fed this stuff unknowingly uh, this, this is, people think they elect these governments they, they really do believe they elect them to serve them 
there's a beautiful con job beautiful con job they'd never do that to us because they're, they're there to serve us how do we know, we know that? Because they keep telling us that, right? That they're there to serve us. While they do the opposite. They serve the big corporations. Often members of the parliaments have been in those corporations at the CEO level. The big psychopathic group at the top. They see no problem in testing us like guinea pigs. And it's not really guinea pigs. Whatever they've done to the modified grain and vegetables and with the secrecy involved and the backing the massive financial backing involved it's not to make bitter spuds or tomatoes or carrots when you go and and take genes from maybe 200 species of insects, animals and even maybe humans we know they did it with pigs they put in vegetables they're after an effect not just so they can soak it with ready made roundup or roundup ready as they call it and put ten times insecticides on it it's not just for that no, plants produce drugs we keep, we keep forgetting these basic things plants produce drugs the old adage you are what you eat is true the problem is we don't know what we're eating anymore we just don't know but those who put all this stuff together know and they know what effect they want from it Where do you think opium comes from? The poppy, a certain poppy produces it. And this gum, this resin. And that gets further processed down to heroin. Very potent. Cocaine, the stuff they used to put in Coca Cola, that's why it was called Coca Cola. Before that became illegal. Well, legal for anyone else to sell except the, you know, the covert agencies that ship it in. And people used to get high in the, in the 50s and early 60s when there were still traces of, of Coke in the Coca-Cola. And they'd take, they'd try and get a hold of certain painkillers and mix it with the Coca-Cola to get a high. And they knew this at the top. They always knew it. So here they are, modifying everything you eat. Giving us the... the there's always a, a good reason, and then there's a real reason, you see. Always. So the good reason... Well, you see, there's a lot of people. There's, all, there's so many people on the planet today, and, and we've got to feed them all. So we're, we're making sure that more crops come through And aren't eaten by insects We can doze this stuff We can soak it with insecticides 
and they'll grow up big strong vegetables and I guess we'll turn into little vegetables eh what's the real reason behind all of this takeover of all the basics on the planet because you need food shelter water and clothing just to start with everything is coming under the control freaks complete control right now long laid plans of mice and men and some things that aren't quite either those characters at the top who want a totally controlled society like the woman who was in charge of the United Nations Department of World Agriculture the same group within the United Nations that declared that one day they will have the right to take in all the world's food supply and distribute it across the planet and if your population goes up in a certain area you will not be given more food it will be up to the leaders in your community to deal with it it was interesting to note for those with memory that when this broke out in Britain and there was an outcry in from the people of Britain that they did not want this modified stuff that the one exception that Mr. Blair this great character this uh, very good he should get a few Emmys this guy he is a good psychopathic actor and he does what he's told very well Mr. Blair said that the exception would be that the big huge cafeteria as he called it the cafeteria is like a, the Hilton for the politicians to go into and the bureaucrats in parliament they, would, they, they could get access to non-modified vegetables well there's, why would they get access to it don't they trust the stuff that they're promoting And it's also interesting to note that all of the old aristocracy of Europe still have massive land tracts with tenant farmers on them where they still grow and raise their own crops and their beef, etc. Non-modified, of course. Maybe for those bureaucrats at the bottom who work their way up you know, the, the, the minor psychopaths who are born into less endowed families can one day get into these big restaurants where they have non-modified vegetables and sit with some of the elite and chomp away in safety knowing your brain cells aren't going to be modified is a good psychopathic carrot for you to run after this is the world we live in it's planned that way when governments do things in secret there's always something terribly ominous behind it and to be fed this stuff admittedly when it broke out admittedly for 10 years now that's what they admit to 
that also means that they were tracking through the national health care system the effects and the illnesses and new types of illnesses that were cropping up I'm sure across the country because around the same time it was admitted that Ottawa had put a central computer in it was in all the papers to collect the data on everybody in Canada medical financial everything would go into that computer and be constantly ongoing updated daily and they couldn't give a, an accurate reason for doing putting this computer in this supercomputer and after much hullabaloo from the public the government said okay oh well then we'll solve the problem and then it was announced they'd half the information between two computers in Ottawa to make us feel better and then we all went to sleep and got carried away with the next scandal that we broke out in Hollywood and who was marrying who and having affairs etc you know, you know how it works you know it's interesting to observe the synchronicities that occur sometimes on a daily basis when you've risen above the massive oh, the plethora of disinformation and hype we get from media especially television the synchronicities do happen and I think uh, just like evil attracting evil then good can attract good and then of course there's a grey area where you have the psychopaths because psychopaths who observe humans and feel nothing but they can emulate you very well become leaders often of movements and lead people to their destruction so they are the grey ones but the good people certainly are attracted to what they know is true sometimes it just takes someone saying it saying something to bring it out certain things we can't deny regardless of the persona we try to project on a daily basis you know the persona of going through a checkout counter and the poor little girl that's there says have a nice day or how are we today sir as she says with everyone else and she's got all these silly badges she's forced to wear like a walking billboard for the company it's bad enough she's getting paid a pittance to stand there all day uh, the characters at the top you know the marketing psychopaths make her debase herself by wearing silly little caps and badges and little stupid sayings on them but she's taught to, to say did we get all we were looking for sir like a tape machine in a loop 
And how are we today, sir? And have a nice day. One after the other looked like a big factory. And we're all on the conveyor belt. This wonderful thing called progress, as we're all trained into it. The dehumanization of the masses. And they don't even know it. Because no one warned them, and their parents didn't know to tell them. But when you can break across the conditioning and the nonsense and let someone know that they're a person and that you recognize it, you can break the spell. And I find that happens all the time with even the talks I give. People will communicate and say things which they they might never tell others or they'll tell a few very close friends. It's a certain time when everything's just just right for saying. It's on the topic of animals and the human condition. This is an email that came in at the right time from Gary. And I'll read a piece of it here. Your reasoning gives new meaning to the Cain and Abel story. With your insight and knowledge of how to read these things, I can bet it is not what it appears to be or say. The true meaning looks like a course that is laid out to follow and create this revelry so that conflict is established. Then using the opposing views to stage the great battle to wipe out the simple and and innocent. A friend used to kill the cows before the knife, that means with the knife, until one day when he looked into the cow's eyes he saw tears running down its face, and he lost his nerve to do it anymore. Another friend whose father had pigs, but when he went to to market he would never go to the main floor to watch the sell. Finally the son asked him why he didn't do it, and the father replied that every time he did, the little guys would run around the ring until they caught sight of him, and they all stopped and stared at him. He'd raised them, and he felt guilty, as if he had betrayed them. To me, there are things that we don't understand and know nothing about. Glad to see you have a companion. Most creatures are trusting and loyal. Just thought I would share some stories. Animals, no people. And what he's saying is true. When I was small, there was a farm quite close to me. And I knew the son of the farmer. I should down and we'd, we'd jump up and down in the in the barns and die from the haystacks inside there, the big bales of hay. And I remember he took me round to see the calves. They're all in these stalls. 
and uh, they were small. And he, and he said, stick your hand in your mouth. And I thought, oh, no. Well, I did anyway. And, uh, of course, they suck on your hand uh, and stare at you with those big eyes. And I must admit, it hit me right away. Uh, one day those, those those creatures are going to be eaten. And when you have one of these gestalt moments, which I did, I thought by what I'd already observed of this society which I grew up in I thought you know it's not much different with people where you have another higher group living off the rest it's one of those instantaneous moments you have where things implode knowledge that is scattered implodes and comes together in a eureka moment were being farmed as old Charles Fort said and those uh, calves were innocent that's entrusting when you look at the lengths that rulers in all ages have gone to to build up a, an image of themselves as the great protectors we should be suspicious immediately especially when you're living like the animals while the big boys live like the kings it's the same technique this is called humanity we have dilemmas there's no doubt about it and everyone must conquer them and come to their own decision individually yet when we are willing to harm others to survive and this is how the psychopaths at the top see it then what's wrong with the top predators themselves living off you and killing you if need be to survive this is the logic that is used that's the logic of Darwinism and social Darwinism this is the logic that is behind eugenics and eugenesis movements it's all based on social Darwinism where the top Predators have the right to be there. But the trick here is to convince the populace, the prey, that everyone is equal. It's not so difficult to do if you keep them completely occupied up into almost the 1900s the factories in Europe kept most workers working from 12 to 16 hours per day and huge debates were held amongst the elite and their own little circles as they call them as to what would happen if they gave the public more time to themselves
And they came up immediately, of course, with, well, it would be mischief. They wouldn't know what to do. They'd be, they'd think. They'd have time to think. You see, that's the bottom line. And who knows where a thought might lead. So it was best to keep them working and totally exhausted for meager wages. And that way, they'd be fast asleep for the few hours they did have when they got to their little holes called home where they were all crowded together in this, these row housing in cramped conditions underfed just like slaves in all ages and that was what they called laissez-faire liberalist capitalism at the time where anything goes and there's nothing wrong with anything that was done the profit was the the only thing that mattered and the fallout in society wasn't their problem that's a psychopath's version of things that's how they rationalize things so they had to camouflage themselves eventually when the people down below started to have some time to think and start to share ideas and so they gave us communism and told the public it, was, it would belong to them And the public, even in the Soviet Union, initially all pulled together, as people always pulled together in times of hardship. And yes, they certainly did go on a killing spree at the top. But again, remember, the psychopaths always are at the top. They make the decisions and they live very well. And the people below generally never know what's really going on. And they would share what they had with each other and pull together thinking, believing in this great idea that one day they'd have a just society only to find out like Orwell's 84 the same characters were in control at the top of them years later who gave themselves special privileges and benefits and made sure their own children got into the same positions over the rest The predatory society Predate Predate means before history you see The little Masonic joke Before they gave us written history The predators ruled the world That's why the symbols On many of the big coats of arms Are those of predators That's why Kipling's little joke with his writings on King of the Jungle and Jungle Book what's to do with the King of the Jungle the lion and how you pass it on to your own offspring who's always going to inherit the crown We're at a, a crisis point now in society where the bulk of the populace don't know that almost every thought in their head has been marketed to them by specialists and that which occupies them 
throughout their lives are ideas that stimulate motivations which others dreamed up for them to follow people must wake up very quickly before the next step comes they're already succumbing to the aerial spraying that's going on and I'm talking also about a mental fashion as as well as a physical fashion the tremendous increase in bronchial problems are related to all this intensive aerial spraying we've had for the last few years that we're not supposed to know about or talk about but it's also having mental problems too where people are becoming sluggish of mind and uh, losing memory, short term memory and tired as well people have to wake up very quickly and they've got to stop following all the gurus that are put out for them to follow and stop allowing their emotions to be played like the strings of a harp by the stars on the stage who tell them what to be emotive about to have the gift of conscious thought each person with their own unique ability and yet to be trained from birth not to use it as a technique understood by elites and their helpers by the Machiavellian characters in all ages the ability to break through is certainly there and yet it's not a matter of opposing in the usual sense because this world has been run by opposing forces in all ages again it's their chessboard we have to go off in a different direction which does not include rage because once you're in rage and you're enraged you lose control as any expert in judo or karate will tell you it's time to be very cool headed it's also time for people to be honest with each other and stop bickering over the conditioned problems that they emulate from television within their own relationships because the time is running short for them the elite know this it's been planned for a long time long before we were all born to eventually get to public the problem the big problem the public remember to get them dumbed down enough that they will not be able to think anymore and there's a war on your mind and most people don't even know what's going on all they have are the effects of the war they think it's their own problems that are causing it 
They can't figure out why nothing's working in their own lives. They can't figure out why they can't keep a relationship together. They can't figure out why their children seem like aliens to them with their opinions and expressions. Yet it's all marketed to them and indoctrinated into them by a scientific school system which is international and has been for many, many years. Remember UNESCO, United Nations, big department on global education states in its own little sub-charter that its job is to create a global society through education. That means a standardized system of thinking, acting and behaving and viewing things, your perception of things. I just turned down the gas in my food there. I generally burn my dinner every night and Hamish loves that because he ends up getting it. Getting back to the topic which is just another spontaneous blurb and we must be spontaneous in these days while we have a chance. It reminds me of this little quote from Carl Jung, which I'll finish with. Carl Jung, who himself had allowed himself to go into areas which would be termed psychotic today, to try and understand the different compartments that compose the complete human being when they're all brought together, and why sometimes the fight against each other within ourselves one of his big concerns was the culture that was being created for the mass man he was well aware that experts were involved in all countries financed by the same big bankers and big rich incredibly rich families of the world He knew there was a new religion being formed Partly of materialism And he was well aware also of the new age Because after all it had been well promoted since The late 1800s, actually the mid 1800s They take a hundred years to build up to a new religion Which takes over from the old And with the old one in the West, of course, we were given a form of Christianity, which varied a little between different countries. And it was obviously used for control purposes from a very early time. However, the seed was eternal, because the story is eternal in pre-Christian, of the ability people to break through later on all versions are politicized and translations are always politicized and altered and I'll go into that someday if I (laughs) have the time 
This is what Carl Jung said. How has the death of Christ brought us redemption when no one feels redeemed? In what way is Jesus a God-man? And what is such a being? What is the Trinity about? And the parthenogenesis, the eating of the body and the drinking of the blood and all the rest of it. What connection can there be between the world of such concepts and the everyday world? Whose materiality or material reality is a concern of natural science on the widest possible scale? At least 16 hours out of 24 we live exclusively in this everyday world and the remaining 8 we spend preferably in an unconscious condition. Where and when does anything take place to remind us, even remotely, of phenomena like angels, miraculous feedings, beatitudes, the resurrection of the dead, etc.? It was therefore something of a discovery to find that during the unconscious state of sleep intervals occur called dreams, which occasionally contain scenes not having a not inconsiderable resemblance to the motifs of mythology for myths are miracle tales and treat of all those things in which very often are also objects of belief in the everyday world of consciousness such things hardly exist that is to say until 1933 only lunatics would have been found in possession of living fragments of mythology after this date the world of heroes and monsters spread like a devastating fire over the whole, na- oh, whole nations proving that the strange world of myth had suffered no loss of vitality during the centuries of reason and enlightenment well what he's referring to there is the rise of, of Nazi Germany and of course we know of the power of the Soviet system in the Soviet system it's very very similar one was National Socialism, one was International Socialism The big experiments As as it was called by the elite of, of England Of London really If metaphysical ideas no longer have such a fascinating effect as before This is certainly not due to any lack of primitivity In the European psyche But simply and solely to the fact that the erstwhile symbols no longer express what is now welling up from the unconscious as the end result of the development of Christian consciousness through the centuries. This end result is a true antimimon pneuma, a false spirit of arrogance, hysteria, woolly mindedness, criminal immorality, and doctrinaire fanaticism a purveyor of shoddy spiritual goods, spurious art, philosophical stutterings, and utopian humbug, fit only to be fed wholesale to the mass man of today. That is what the post-Christian spirit looks like. Well, that's getting close now to the end. I can smell my dinner burning again, and Hamish is smiling. I hope you excuse me sometimes for my own stammering because I can get pretty tired. I answer a lot of email. 
plus I uh, have to make the books up, etc., the ones that are sold, and the discs and all that kind of stuff. It takes a lot of time. And talk to a lot of people on the phone, which really can be kind of exhausting sometimes. And yet we're at a stage now where we have no choice in the matter. What else is important at this stage of the world? There's no other game in town. And thank goodness many people are coming to that realization. And there certainly is a consciousness arising. For Hamish and myself, it's good night to me, your God, or your gods, go with you.